And now, the Asheville Museum of Science presents 7-Minute Science, powered by the 828.com. Welcome back. Another edition of 7-Minute Science, a podcast for the curious. Every episode, we're answering those science questions you've wondered about. We try to do it in 7 minutes or less with the help of an expert. I'm Ken from the828.com. And I'm Corey with the Asheville Museum of Science. 7-Minute Science is a great way to learn something new while you're filing your taxes, teaching your dog new tricks, or tucking your cereal box into the recycling. So thank you for joining us as we get ready to learn something new today. From that empty can of afternoon soda to that spam mail you tossed in the bin today, we are going to be talking about recycling. So it goes from the bin in the backyard to an end product that's packaged and shipped off, but where's it going? And then what? To help us understand this entire recycling process, we've invited Mr. Barry Lawson to join us on 7-Minute Science. Mr. Lawson's career has spanned the spectrum from entry-level positions to running and owning two multi-million dollar companies. Mr. Lawson is a seasoned executive with over 30 years of proven experience in operations, management, and facilities oversight. Barry and his wife, Nancy, own and operate Kirby, a business that collects, processes, and markets recyclable materials from the city of Asheville and beyond. Barry, thank you so much for joining us on 7-Minute Science. Great to be here. We are happy to have someone of your caliber explain all this to us. We're going to try to learn as much as we can from you. In seven minutes, we're going to pepper you with questions. And then after that time, we're going to do our best to recap what we've learned. If all goes to plan, we will know a thing or two about the recycling process. Are you in? Fantastic. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, let's get started. Broadly, what kind of materials does the city of Asheville recycle? We recycle metal cans, aerosol can, empty aerosol cans, uh, aluminum cans, plastic bottles and containers, your glass bottles in jars, milk jugs, um, detergent bottles, all kinds of newspapers and paper inserts, cardboard. That gives you a kind of a highlight of uh, the materials that should be going into your, your uh, local blue, big blue. Right, so it's kind of the categories would be paper, cardboard, glass, plastic, metal? Yes. I didn't know about the aerosol cans. I I don't use a lot, but I guess like Pam cooking spray? Sure. Oh, I've been ruining the earth. I I (laughs) got to start recycling more Just as long as they're empty. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, that stuff's like liquid gold. I I wait till I empty it out, (laughs) but I'll stop throwing it away. So how many pounds of recycled material gets recycled by Asheville residents every year? So um, almost almost 9,000 tons from the city of Asheville um, residents. That sounds like an impressive number. Oh, I don't have right. anything to compare it to, but that just sounds like we're doing okay. We are doing good. So after pickup, after all of this recycled material is picked up from our curbs, what is the process of sorting that recycled material? So it, it comes into our facility. It's all mixed together. It gets pushed out of the truck, dumped onto the floor, and then our job is to break that material all back apart. Right. So we run it, push it onto a conveyor, we take it up to our sort line. Um, Guys on our sort line are pulling out the things that don't belong. Uh, They are getting the cardboard out, the big bulky items um, out of there, and then it goes into a glass breaker. We get the glass out. And then it goes on and the paper gets separated from the bottles and cans. And the paper goes one direction and the bottles and cans go a, a, a different direction in which on the bottles and cans side, it, um, we sort it into three different um, plastic commodities. Um, your water bottles, your 
milk jugs and your kind of mixed plastics. Um, there's a magnet that picks out the steel cans and then a piece at the end called an eddy current that pulls out the aluminum cans. And then on the paper side, materials coming across and then we're looking for anything that gets mixed in to, to meet the end specs um, that go to the end user. So anything that's not plastic that happens to come up on that line, we're trying to get that out. Now, you mentioned the sorting line. Is it just a big conveyor belt? Your crew is manually going through and placing things in the right place? Is that how things are separated? It, it, it's a lot of that, yes. There are additional machines to help us sort, but, but primarily it is a lot of manual sorting. There's roughly uh, 18 to 20 people that are sorting every day um, and, and pulling those materials out and getting them into the right bin and the right uh, drop chute um, to, to go to our baler, which which smashes them into kind of 2,000-pound cubes that we put on trucks and send out to end users. So that was my next question. What does the end product look like of, for example, paper versus cardboard versus plastic versus metal? Are they all bales? They, they are all bailed. The only thing that we don't bail is our glass. Glass gets shipped out loose um, mm-hmm. into trailers, but all the rest of the material gets bailed and put on trailers um, 40,000 pounds at a time. We send in trailer load quantities to, directly to mills, to the end users, to be made back into a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but, but it's big companies that we end up uh, using. So like our water bottles get shipped out to the primary users of water of water bottles is uh, the carpet industry. What are and they doing so, with them? So they make it back into carpet. Um, they, they, it, th- when they get done, you would be surprised, but uh, they take that plastic and, and obviously polyester, you know, um, so it's made into clothing, made into um, sheets made into pillowcases, made into pillows, uh, a lot of bedding. So um, I had no idea that bo- bottle plastic bottles could become fabric. Yeah, absolutely. I had no. Is is that something most adults know? I had no, my mind is blown. So I have heard somewhere back in the recesses of my mind that fleece uh, is made from bottles. Is that true? That is true. Huh. And we're fleece all the time. I love fleece. I didn't realize uh, that it could be that comfortable after recycling it. Kind of neat. Do you know what that process is like? How it goes from a bottle to uh, my body, basically? <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I don't know. All right, well, um, I bet you know someone. That, that'll that be the follow-up yeah, to this. To yes. I'm going to need your Rolodex, Barry. <laughs> yes. That is uh, interesting. So are those your biggest customers, clothing and carpet makers? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So Shaw Carpet, Mohawk Carpet... You know, are big uh, consumers of of plastic water bottles. So, can we go through then uh, what your these various commodities when they're when they're sold to the companies? What companies are using them? So, we went over plastic, but what about paper? Does so, that- a plate paper, um, you know, gets gets made back into a variety of applications. Um, we've seen, we've sold to companies that make it into hydro seed. You'll see it sprayed along the interstates. Um, you, the green kind yeah. of, uh, seed sprayed and basically the paper is used to absorb water to, 
to keep that and as that breaks down into but it holds that seed in place so that's one company another company uh, just makes it back into into paper mm-hmm. um, to be resold into the uh, the paper industry and and uh, in roll stock um, some of it gets used in in bag stock so that they'll make it back into your grocery paper bags and um, so yeah there's a variety of applications on that side and then we got cardboard and metal so what happens to those so your your cardboard primarily gets made back into cardboard mm-hmm. um, they they take that and they um, dilute that down and and break those fibers apart. I'm sure as kids, you've all done paper mache mm-hmm. and, and stick those fibers back together. Well, that's kind of what they do on a really high tech level. So um, just mm-hmm. melting those fiber strands back together to, to make uh, additional cardboard boxes. All right. But speaking of cardboard, and I, I am about to uh, feel bad about myself again, because this is something I do toss in the recycling bin. I do too. This is why I and and I guess question. your your folks are having to uh, really think this guy again. What's he What's he doing? Because you're not supposed to recycle pizza boxes. You know, we want you to use good judgment on those pizza boxes. So if they're if the bottoms especially get heavily heavily saturated with grease, don't put those in. Put those in your compost bin. Put those. Um, you know, send those to the landfill if you need to, but, but the grease or food waste we, we can have, um, that's what stops us from recycling that material. So if the top, it hasn't been contaminated with food, rip it off and throw it in your recycling bin. Oh, okay. So you, you can take the top of the box and, you know, some pizza places right. line the bottom with the white crinkly paper if right. the bottom of the box is still fairly grease free. Right. But the grease just messes up the whole process. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, because it goes through a water, it go to break the, the boxes down, they go through a water solution and you don't want to add that oil into your water. It's hard to get that back out. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, how much water do you use throughout this process? Do you know? We don't use water in our facility, mm-hmm. but there is a for for the paper um, to to make paper. They use a tremendous amount of water um, at the at those end users. How many of these massive cubes can you load up on a truck? It takes it takes around twenty five to thirty cubes on a to to make forty thousand pounds. But yeah, but yeah, we're we're shipping that out and. You know, we'll put uh, have seven, eight trucks a day that uh, we'll load with material out of our facility to Did you go. Say seven zero seventy seven seven. Okay, yeah, seven seven to eight. Okay, um, semi trailers full of material that will leave our facility daily, going to an in, an in source that. Wow would have ended up in the landfill if it wasn't for recycling. All right. Well, Ken, what do you think? I have learned a lot about the recycling process and then the end commodities that, that come out of it. Do you think we can uh, reflect and try to uh, teach you a little bit about what we learned? I feel like I am much better prepared to explain what happens from the time I toss something into my blue bin. All right, Barry. So we're going to repeat back to you what we've learned now. If we're getting something wrong and we need a little bit of extra help, please feel free to chime in. All right, so first, the city of Asheville uh, is recycling all sorts of materials, but broadly, paper, cardboard, 
plastic, metal, glass. Aerosol cans and included. Aerosol cans yes, included, that's correct. As long as they're empty. So the, the cooking spray and the tops of pizza boxes. And the tops yeah. of pizza boxes. Then the, those are taken uh, to the facility. They're dumped out. And once they're dumped out, they're put onto an uh, initial conveyor belt. Uh, for sorting. And you've got about 15 folks going through every piece, pulling out uh, what needs to uh, go to the landfill. If someone gets a little careless, like me, put something in that they're not supposed to uh, or that needs to go somewhere else. But you've got people sorting everything uh, into the paper. You've got people sorting metal. You've got glass and everything goes to the section it's supposed to, right? That's that's the idea. All right. So once it's pulled out and sorted, then those are bailed and you have seven trucks a day leaving your facility and bringing those bales to, to be reused. Correct. Except for the glass, which is not bailed because you, that, that just wouldn't work out <laughs> very right. well. Uh, but the glass is shipped loose. Do you wrap it in newspaper like when I move and pack my dishes? or I'm sure you do foam peanuts or something. Oh, no. We just scoop it in a bucket and, and dump it in the top of a truck. I would be so nervous driving that truck every time you go over a pothole or something. But the rest of the stuff gets into the giant cubes and pulls on out of Asheville. That's right. And then it can be reused. So just learn that plastic can be reused for carpet, for our clothing, like fleece and other polyester materials, um, and which is pretty neat. I'm wearing some fake flannel. This could have been, this, this this could have been, been plastic, plastic bottles. bottles. Paper is used a lot uh, on the side of the road for that grass seed, that, it's that green kind of seed. Cardboard is, is reused into cardboard, metal reused into metal, and, and that, I'm assuming that glass gets melted back down into to glass. It, it does. Some of it, the stuff that's too small, you might go into paint um, for your roads to, to uh, keep that from um, to adding a little additive so that it doesn't slip. Um, um, but yeah, the majority of it gets, it, some of it gets made into insulation. So it might go back into your Pink Panther Mm-hmm. Um, that insulates your home. So basically, don't be throwing everything away. Really, it seems like there's a lot that can be done when we recycle. I've learned a lot. What about you? Yeah, this has been great. I appreciate it, Barry, because I found out about some things I need to be doing at home when I recycle. Is there anything we could do to make your job easier? Can I pre-sort at home? Is there anything I could do for you? We don't recycle, even though they are recyclable, we don't recycle things, um, plastic bags, so if you can help us by trying to keep plastic bags out, we get a lot of plastic bags. Also, styrofoam. Mm. We don't recycle styrofoam at our facility. So those are two items that you can help us by trying to keep those out. Very well. Mr. Barry Lawson, thank you so much today for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, it's been a pleasure having you here, helping us make the world a better place. Thank you so much for listening to 7-Minute Science. Hope you learned something as well and can share this knowledge with a friend, family member, or a colleague. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and of course, at the 828.com slash science.